0: center of the universe and the thrive
1: 15.com world headquarters let's go presenting the world's only business school without the
0: bs with optometrist and entrepreneur dr robert selner and the Forest small business administration entrepreneur of the year in your ear clay clark it's the thrive time show on talk radio 1170 three Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to your favorite radio show. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. If you've never heard the show before, what we try to do is to provide you business school without the BS. Our whole thing is we want to teach you the specific moves that you can use to improve the quality of your life, to make more money, to make more time freedom. And I'm always excited because on the show, we have the honor to be joined with the man, the myth, the optometrist who's been helping Tulsa see 2020 for over now 25 years, almost 26 years, Dr. Robert
2: Zellner. Sir, how are you? I am fantastic, except I I, I had kind of a tough, a tough weekend. You had a tough weekend? Yeah, kind what? of a little, little tough weekend. I haven't really talked about it yet, and I, and I felt like... Today's show, I was going to kind of air a grievance, but then... Air a grievance. But then I also kind of have a happy, you know, ending to the story.
0: So you've, you had a grievance, and had, you had an issue. You had a a, yeah. a, a conundrum.
2: Yes. In, in Oklahoma, we have a Class A horse track called Remington Park in Oklahoma City. Right. And on Friday night, last Friday, we had what we call the Oklahoma Classics. Mm. And that's like the Breeders' Cup for the nation. In other words... It's the best Oklahoma bred horses running on uh, eight races, and then they have a couple of others, so ten technically, I guess. And it's over a million dollars in purses. It's the biggest day for horse racing in Oklahoma, and I had a couple horses running, and they one was the favorite, one was like the second favorite, and they both ran not very well. Really? Did yeah. You, did, did, and I was we not feeding them bummer. well? Were it you were, were, they,
0: were you keeping them up late at night? What were you doing? Did you did you screw it up?
2: I yeah, I gave them the pep talk, you know, I. <laughs> I, I I said all the right things. They, they came to the race in good in good form, and they just laid an egg. Really? And I, and I guess sometimes in life, you know, you think you do everything right. Right. You know, you you think you're you think you're doing all the right moves. All the right moves. All the right moves. moves like Jagger. And then all of a sudden, one day in your life, you look up and you're like. I just laid a big egg.
0: Did you have a bunch of friends there? And did and you have kind of a... I know typically you run
2: out when you an go to entourage, the duration, yes. you an
0: entourage of yes. 15 to 20... Yes. Uh, May- there are people who normally would work with Mayweather, but you'll hire them for the night to follow you around. Yeah, kind papar- of your,
2: I could try to get Jamie Foxx to follow me around and be right. my paparazzi. You know, right. that, that move that he did back in the day, and, and he, he was busy. But... Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, we get the limo bus, we load up, oh. and we drive down there, we have the sweet, and we have the suite, every, You know, everybody's having a good time, you're having a beverage of your choice. Right There's of your choice. A full yeah. buffet, all you can eat.
0: So when you when your horse finishes not first, not second, not really just we don't yeah. we don't even yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Is the move to order free drinks for all of your buddies so no one remembers what happened, or do you just say, we move on? Do you have kind of a do you say does it create that tension where you're in the car and you know, where mom and dad are fighting and and, and it's just quiet and silence? Well, I mean, when is the
2: move? It's kind of funny because sometimes you know, in every group, every year, there's a novice or two in the group, and so they look at you and they go, "What happened? I, what, yeah, what, 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 happened? what happened? You were the favorite. How did, seemed awesome. how did you? How did you not? You know, you're just like, oh, oh. Then you got to explain everything to someone. When you like, finished way back at the oh. end, does that mean you lost, or
0: does that mean that you're still? I mean. How does it well, how do you determine winners? I don't Can they run <laughs> it again?
2: What happened? Can they that, do it? It's okay. Is that fair? What's? It's okay. We can do it again, right? But then mm. to, to the silver lining uh, on that cloud of horse racing in yes. my life is I had a very good friend call me today and said, Hey, I've got I've got one slot open. I've got a table, I've got a house on the beach. Oh, come on. The Breeders' Cup is going to be at Del Mar, which I've never oh. been in the track they call it where the surf meets the turf. It's it's by San Diego. It's beautiful, beautiful weather. With the Red Roof Hotel. With, <laughs> I've spoken there. Oh, the Red Hotel. Oh, Okay, in, in, yeah, in San
0: Diego, I've been there. My wife is from San Diego. This is a place I've been.
2: Oh, well, there, there you go. Yes. Well, then, um, then you could you could give me some hot spots to go to. I'm sure. Absolutely. So anyway, he invited me with a couple of his buddies, and so I, I was like, absolutely. It's absolutely. a bucket list, bucket list, bucket list. So then. You know, horse race. I'm like, oh man, it's so it's so. Did tough. you go
0: or are you going? I'm
2: going. I'm going in uh, in a week, two weeks. Really? For the, yeah, for the Breeders' Cup. The oh. Breeders' Cup is actually for the whole nation. I mean, well, horses can be born anywhere uh, in the world, actually, and all, the the best, of the best come in for these races, and they are the biggest of the big.
0: Well, here's the thing: is you probably you probably won't have time to go. That, that's probably the issue. You probably you probably don't have time. You know, you probably have the opportunity, you probably have the, the 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 financial freedom, but you probably don't have time. No, wait a minute, you do have time, and why do you have time? It's because you know these 66 super moves that we're going to be going over the next six and a half days, next seven days. We're going to go through the super moves that you use on a daily basis basis. to allow you to free up the time that you need to get stuff done. I am super excited to hear these moves.
2: I I am, too. And we're going to deep dive into them, and we're going to have fun with them. But you know what, Clay? This was one of those kind of events that... You know, when he called and, and invited me, we talked about it before, and I wasn't sure I was going to be the, uh, the the fourth amigo on the trip, you know. and So oh, he called amigo. up and said, hey, you get, the, you get the nod. And I'm like, absolutely. He said, well, check your schedule. And I, I wanted to say, well, this is kind of one of those things that whatever's on my schedule, I'm still going to go. You, I, you know, you know I, what I mean? There's, right, right. There's those events in life. I mean, what, could, what could someone call up to you, Clay, and say, hey, uh, you, can, we have, you have the opportunity to do fill in the blank. And you would say, it doesn't really matter what I have scheduled that day. I'm going to do it.
0: Uh, behind-the-scenes tour of how Quick Trip
2: works. behind-the-scenes tour of how Quick Trip works? Yeah,
0: I got a behind-the-scenes tour okay. years ago of how Hobby Lobby works. Got a chance uh, yeah. to meet the founder of yeah, Hobby Lobby. Yeah, Spent yeah. a whole day with him. Yeah. And I, I canceled everything to go see. It. I love workflows. I love systems. Um, and I'd say the other one would be meeting Bill Belichick.
2: What about Tom? I figured Tom Brady would be the first thing out of your mouth. I love I mean, Tom
0: I'm- Brady, but I love Bill Belichick because he is the master.
2: He's the master.
0: He, you understand, he's won Super Bowls previous to Tom Brady, okay, when he was an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. The guy, he yeah. understands football. And uh, even the year that Tom Brady was gone, they had a successful season with the guy who never played a down of college football. That was the guy that the the Chiefs ended up signing. His name was Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Matt Castle, yeah. They actually had like a, like eleven and five that year, or something like that. And it's just like they just—it's up next. Whoever—it's the system is impenetrable.
2: Do you think he could take any starting quarterback at the NFL right now? Any start—you got to be pretty good to be a starting quarterback. I know some are better than others. Do you think he could take any starting quarterback and put him on the Patriots and go win the Super Bowl this year?
0: Yes. Um, and here's an example: Jacoby Brissett is not a starter. He was a backup last year. Yeah. And so last year they had Garoppolo who was filling in for Brady. Garoppolo. And they're thinking, Ah, Garoppolo, this guy's the chosen one. He's got a fever. He's got a fever, man. This guy, and the only covers more victory. So he's out there winning, and they're like, man, Garoppolo's the next one. Maybe he'll replace Brady someday. Well, he gets hurt. So yeah. they're like, okay, now we're on to the next third string. I mean, most teams have never met the third string guy. You know? Did they have that? And, and Jacoby Brissett, they're like, you get in there. <laughs> and they won with him. They could just win with any offense. It doesn't matter. I mean, this week they just they kept giving the ball to Burkhead. Burkhead, are you kidding me? Burkhead. They were giving the ball to Burkhead. They're giving the ball. Go- they're giving the ball to people you've never heard of before. Everybody who signs with the Patriots just becomes that much better. It's awesome.
2: It 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 really is an incredible story. So okay, so Belichick, uh, uh, behind the scenes tours, a oh, quick, trip. A quick those, trip. Those are those are those would be the things that would say, no matter what's going on. Yeah, that when your child's graduation, you're going to go meet and see Belichick.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, a child's graduation, you have to put that above that. But you since, we, since we homeschool, I would schedule it a different day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. now, so here are these super moves for the art of getting things done. So many people say, I don't have time to get things done. So I'm going to teach you the moves one by one. There's 66 of them. We're going to go over, over the next seven days with you. So move number one, you've got to schedule an hour a day of meta time. You might call it prayer time. You might call it planning time. I don't care what you call it, you have to do it. you got to schedule an hour a day of meta time if you are ambitious. Now, Benjamin Franklin, the inventor of the skullet, the man who uh, also was one of the first postmasters, the guy who was credited as being the original author of the U.S. Constitution, uh, a guy who invented the Franklin stove, bifocals, he did some things. He says, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So, Dr. Z, I want to Say ask. Say that again. By, because he says, that's, a, by, that's, that's pretty profound. He says, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So I want to ask you, what's something on your list today that you definitely have committed to doing? Like you said, hey, you know what? I don't have a ton of things I have to get done today, but this will for sure happen before the end of the day. Is there something on your list like that today? Yes,
2: yes, there is, actually. Book a flight to San Diego for the it, Breeders' Cup.
0: Uh, <laughs> so excited now now the next thing is when do you plan out your day now and when you were in the trenches starting your first business when did you plan time when was your planning time then
2: back in the day when i was just you know i was working in the business all day long i mean all day long working in the business is tough because you know so many times people say well i can't work on my business because i'm working in In my my business." business so then you have to you know i had to do time that i was not Open for business. Oh, shocking, huh? Shocking. And mine was always in the evenings. You know, you do the dinner thing with the family, and then you put the kids to bed. You got to read the story. You got to, you know, do their snuggle time. You got to do all that dad stuff that you do, all the moves that dad has to do, right? And then at midnight, you're just slamming a pot of coffee and doing it? Oh, man. Boom. Yeah, I, I was more of a night owl. What time would you do that? Seriously. Well, I would probably do that from, say, like 10 o'clock to midnight. That's kind of, was Ten kind to of my midnight. move. Yeah, and i try to get to bed by midnight. Back so in the many day,
0: entrepreneurs, they, they say, I just don't have time for planning time.
2: Uh, yeah, and that's crazy, isn't it? Because you're kind of like, well, you, and then you they look at me and go, well, we got to play time for you to plan things. It well, sounds a Le- little... Well, Lee
0: Cockrell, who's you know, one of our, our partners, and the guy who's the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World, he used to manage 40,000 team members. He says, what gets scheduled gets done. So if you were talking to somebody and they said, mm-hmm. just give it to me straight, Shoot me straight. You don't have to be nice. You don't, this is not a radio show. This is you talking to me, one on one. I don't have time to plan my schedule. I just—you
2: don't understand. I don't have time. What would you say? Well, then you know what—you are never going to get anything done. Now the question is: Here, here is the conundrum. Uh, do you want to get stuff done? Because if you don't, do you they'd really continue on? It? You've got the perfect system for not getting things done. And I think that's why. You've got the, you have the
0: number, perfect system for not getting things
2: done. You know, we, <laughs> and that's why I think we have the, this horrible number, which we're trying to eradicate, uh, according to Forbes, which is kind of
0: our. out of ten.
2: Businesses fail. Oh. I mean, think about that. 80%. I mean, what's well, a good thing in the hair industry? Because they keep going out of business, and we keep growing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess if they're competitors of yours, you don't get a too big of a teary I mean, eye. The, what but other I mean,
0: optometrists wrap it up. Or are you like, well,
2: you know, how much dreams and money and desires and planning and time and just effort went into opening those businesses, and then they they fail? That it just it's sad. And that's we have a heart to keep those businesses open,
0: except for hair hair businesses. Except, if you have a hair and, business and in our, Tulsa, and, I would just say fold it up. It's probably not going to work out. where not they cut women's you hair? You know, Where'd they cut women's hair? Women's hair. hair I, have a, I have a heart for you. I want you to find the time to plan. But if you're if you're listening right now and you're and you're a man and you have a men's grooming business and you're not the elephant in the room, I would say to you, you don't have time to plan. <laughs> you, 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 it's not possible. Your life is, is immensely complicated. Think about the thousands of hairs you have to cut today, and I want you to think about each one of those hairs and don't ever make time to plan.
2: Clay, I, I want to ask you a question though. You only have a couple of them in town. What, three of them? Three. Yeah. You, you couldn't cut every man's hair in town. Well, well I, I. You've got to have a little brother out there doing all the, you know, the the guys that don't want the I, fine man, experience I, that man, they get. I it.
0: Use, I use hologram technology. And uh, so I, I just yeah, gave <laughs> you a hologram that's very accurate. No,
2: I mean, how, well, you're kind of capped. I mean, how many people can you? What you your living on those things? A couple thousand people each? Uh, right
0: now, I think we have, we're basically near about 4,000 members, you know, give or take. And we're, we're just booked out. And so we're going to open up two more locations here. Um, w- two more in Tulsa. I think Tulsa can handle two more. And then we have commitments to open up two in Boise, uh, Idaho, and uh, one in, uh, in Louisiana and one in Dallas.
2: The ones um, in Boise, are you going to have, like, blue turf in those yeah it's all Isn't that the it, move up? is that the word they have the blue turf on the football well, it's all
0: it's all blue turf and then all we do with the audio overhead instead of having music we just keep playing the audio of boise beating ou and the announcer talking about how how they just can't believe it that's what's going to happen just that, that's the boise the Boise. Oh, i'm thing. sorry i
2: brought that up that's a horrible <laughs> memory
0: now move number two we're, we're going to talk about when we come back is you've got to decide what you're going to say no to you gotta ask yourself, what are you going to say? That's no just to? mean. And you know what we're gonna do. We're no gonna,
2: is such a mean
0: word. We're gonna bring in a guy who very well could possibly be the new governor for the state of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, as a as a guest. Now we're not gonna get politicals here. We're not gonna be talking about no. He's political built topics.
2: A wonderful business, and I'm I'm excited to pick his brain and find out his secrets. So when I bring
0: up politics, you just tell me no. Okay. It's all about time management. No. So when I start getting into you know his deep political views, you just you shut me down. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking about the art of getting things done. Stay tuned. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. For all those who might have had a... Losing weekend at the horse track. We apologize. Hey, we we uh, we know it has been a tough weekend. We apologize that all the preparation, all the horse food, all the horse uh, tranquilizers, all the training, and, and, and even even the jockeys just basically living off a starvation diet, uh, all did not culminate in a in a in a victory. So if you, if that's you, if you've been impacted deeply by a poor performance at the horse oh. track, we. We want to say we're sorry. And specifically, Z, since we're talking about you, uh, we don't
2: want to be passive aggressive. I'm sorry. You know, I just felt like I was verbally throat-punched right then. I'm I mean, sorry, I, my, I, my throat I, was a little sore. I felt like you just, you didn't throat-punch me physically, but verbally, I just got well, it's normally,
0: normally, it's ecstasy when you're next to me, but right now, it feels like there's a... Something a, in between us? Kind of a downer. Something in between us. Well, there's something great in between us, but there's just a downer around you, kind of a... So I had to bring in somebody into the box that rocks today who can lift up <laughs> maybe not only this broadcast, but the entire... State Somebody who can rise the tide. Somebody who can totally change the mindset of potentially Oklahoma. We have a guy who's running for governor of Oklahoma on the show. And Z, apparently you
2: know this guy. Do you you know, Z, do you know this guy? I've had the uh, privilege of meeting uh, this young man a few times and listening to his story I'm excited about. He's built a wonderful business. And that's really the core why we have him on here because we love highlighting successful local business people that have done it and then get them on and then trick them into having them, tell their secrets.
0: And so we have Kevin Stitt on the show. Kevin, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, hey, we're talking about today how to get stuff done. And we're teaching the 66 super moves that the Thrivers can use over the next seven shows to free up more time in their schedule. And our next move, our next move is purposefully uh, de- determining what you're going to say no to. Everyone has to be intentional about what kind of things you're going to say no to. And you have a successful company. You know, that's that's kind of your, your path to get here. So I want to ask you, what's your, what, what's your story? You know, how did you first get into, the, uh, get into business here in Tulsa? And then what kind of things are you having to kind of learn to say no to now that you're running for governor and running a business? I mean, it's got to be some trade-offs. So let's, let's start with your story. How did you get started in business in, here in Tulsa?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I grew up in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, and my dad was a pastor there and uh, went to school in Stillwaters, went to Oklahoma State, got an accounting degree. Then moved to Tulsa. Uh, met my wife, Sarah. We've been married 19 years. Oh, we, wow. Yeah. We have uh, six children. Six? Six. Wow. Are you Mormon? <laughs> no <laughs> no did no. you not have cable tv no. no just just really like my wife i guess and I yeah know.
0: great okay Nate, well, i'm sorry to, i i have five kids so yeah. wow. anytime that somebody, i find someone has more than me i question their sanity yes. you know so well, you, you feel like you're passing the test so
1: it is uh it's tough there's uh you can <laughs> certainly certainly be praying for my wife during this journey so she's got a tough job but anyway they're uh, 17 is our oldest down mm. to three is the youngest three boys and three girls so really busy around the house. And then uh, I got into the mortgage business uh, shortly after college when I moved to Tulsa. And then in January of 2000, with $1,000 in a computer, I started my company Gateway Mortgage Group. And today we have over 1,100 employees. Uh, We have about 155 offices in 40 states. Uh, We have a division that buys loans from banks and credit unions. If you've ever had your home loan sold, that's where we come in. And then we service everything. So you're a customer for life with us. And we service all of our home loans.
2: So everybody listening out there right now, you may be driving to lunch. You could be unwrapping your tuna sandwich right now. You could be getting ready to go, trying to figure out where you're going to go to lunch. Could be waking up under a bridge. Could be you could be or listening the podcast, being anywhere in the world at any time. But how many of you out there right now have a computer? You raise your hand. I have a computer. I'm seeing hands go up all around. I'm seeing hands everywhere. And how many of you have access to a thousand dollars? Well, my buddy Raymond, I have his car. Uncle, I, got I think I card. could get a shake him down for a thousand bucks. And this guy, that's all he had to start with. And and now he's got how many eleven 1, hundred did you, how many employees? Did you say again, Kevin? Yeah,
1: well, I think we're about eleven 1, fifty right now. Wow.
2: One thousand one hundred and fifty employees. Wow. And, office, and how many offices around the country?
1: 155 offices. We do business in 40 states.
2: Unbelievable. Now, that's a success story I want to tap into and figure out the secret sauce. I mean, that didn't happen overnight. I mean, now you get to celebrate the big building. I all... Saw- matter of fact, I, I met you at one of your new beautiful buildings out in Jinx, right?
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah, you just built that. Office.
2: Yeah, as you, go up, as you go up Highway 75, have you seen that, Clay, the new uh, Gateway Mortgage Building there? Yeah, I never go outside. You know, I mean, I'm always yeah, in true. the box
0: that rocks that's or true. in my bunker, and so I have not seen it. It's not because <laughs> it's not a great building. It's because I really have no data points outside of this show. You guys are the first people I've seen this
2: month. Oh, so, Kevin, when you started off, you've got your computer, thousand bucks. How long did it take before you thought to yourself, I think I'm going to make it?
1: <laughs> well, you know, we, I think you have to have a belief in yourself. And, and uh, we, I've made a lot of mistakes over the years, but. I really believe people just give up a little too early. So before the crash, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was hating life. I wanted to quit my own company a thousand times. <laughs> and uh, But you just keep on, you keep going. You keep uh, focusing on taking care of your employees, taking care of your customers. And I just say to myself, it's not over until we win. It's not over until I win. There you go. You now, just keep going.
0: Now, anybody who's built a successful business has to at some point learn effective time management. Because eventually whether you're in my case where you start a business out of your dorm room or in your case you start a business or Z's case, all of a sudden you have more customers than time and you start to realize you're going to have to make some trade-offs. And so move number two is you want to purposefully decide on what and who you're going to say no to. You know, Steve Jobs once said, people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. In this case, governor. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to 100 other good ideas mayor? Uh, You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. So what kind of things are you having to say no to now in your race to help uh, improve Oklahoma and to make it more business friendly for entrepreneurs like myself and Dr. Z?
1: Yeah. So I think you're exactly right. And and, uh, I say it this way, too. I mean, there's something like uh, 5 million companies in the U.S., I may have the numbers off, that have zero to nine employees, and then there's like 19,000 companies that have over 500 employees. So it's usually not the CEO or the entrepreneur that starts the company that that keeps morphing and becomes the guy that's still leading the company with 1,100 employees. So you have to be kind of team approach, and you say it like you've got to learn how to say no to certain things. You've got to be able to attract the right team around you and I, you can't be the same guy that charges the hill all the time when you have nine employees, you're first starting out.
0: What what is if, if somebody is, is listening right now and they say, OK, I, I I feel like I am the guy, the guy who charges the hill. I'm the guy who leads it, leads the path. I've always been
1: that trailblazer.
0: When, when you say you can't be that guy anymore, what does that mean?
1: You know, to, to, to me, I mean, obviously, as the entrepreneur and the guy that starts the business, we all feel like we can do the job better than others, right? Right, but right. To grow where you need to grow, you've got to learn to train, you've got to learn to hire the right people, you've got to empower those guys, you've got to bite your tongue sometimes, let people make mistakes, and be more team-focused, right? To ever get to where, where you want to go, and I think most of us want to continue to grow and we want to get better, you've got to learn to give give up a little bit of that control, train the right people, and empower those guys to make the right decisions.
0: Now, Z, as you have built your businesses, you've obviously had to say no to some things. I'd like to talk about it a little bit when we come back from the break. I want to hear from you, what are the things that you say no to on a daily basis that most people say yes to, because I watch you make these little decisions all the time. They're kind of like principles, I think, where you you don't even question the validity of even saying yes to it sometimes, because it's so firmly planted in your brain that you're going to say no to those kind of things. But I want to get your feedback, Z, on what you specifically say no to. And Z, it's not a political show, but you cannot dodge the questions. Huh? What? What? All right, so my good friend, my good friend, Dr. Z is going to break down what he says no to. If you haven't checked him out yet, Google search Kevin Stitt. He may be the next governor. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show, a show for the enemies of average. You know, people are not born with big thighs. You know, you're born a
1: fabby little lazy baby. You know, it takes work to look like this.
0: Oh, Z. Z, do you remember Hans and Franz? Do you remember the glory of Hans and Franz? Dude,
2: that was like part of my growing up. That was like, the, if you didn't watch Saturday Night Live as a kid, because on Monday when the conversation at school turned to Saturday Night Live, what happened You know, two days before... Um, and you did you weren't up on it. you oh man, you just got ostracized. You had to go to timeout. I mean, you were when they stopped in being trouble. on the
0: show, my quality of life went down by about two percent. If I had to track it, you know, statistically, about two percent. yeah, and so I thought we'd bring a guy on the show today. Uh, Kevin Stitt, who wants to be the next governor of Oklahoma, and uh, you know, and I think he can—he's trying to improve the quality of life in Oklahoma by at least three percent, which would negate the two percent I lost, thus leaving me a total positive game of one percent. If you're following the math at home, but wow! But Z, you've got some hard-hitting questions for Mr. Kevin Stitt. So I'm going to pass the microphone. Yeah, over so to Yeah. So what
2: I'm going to do is I'm going to say no to answering your question you asked me, Clay, because we only have Kevin for a little, a little bit longer. Okay. You and I going to. He's going to leave us. Why? He's got because he's got important things he's got to go do. You know. Okay. Fine. And and, fine, uh, fine. and so he's going to leave here pretty soon. So I want to get to him, focus on him a little bit, and then I will circle back and tell you all the things I say no. I'll to. I'll be over here. All right. So, so Kevin, I mean, you you obviously have a very successful business. You've been an entrepreneur, uh, obviously with much success. And now, why would you want to? It's an easy street, right? You got time, freedom. I mean, you're obviously making some money. I mean, you're loving life. you got your six kids. you got your beautiful wife. I mean, you got the, the dream life. Why on, on earth would you want to step into the slam-bam world of politics and, and run, run for a public office? <laughs> what are you
1: thinking? Well, it, uh, it, it is hard. They certainly don't give this thing away. you got to work your tail off for it. But, uh, you know, I'm really concerned about our state. I travel to Texas, South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Colorado, all the states that we have offices, And I'm seeing tremendous momentum in these other states around us. The economy's booming, uh, the jobs, the the growth. And then I come back to Oklahoma, the state that I love, that I'm raising my family and growing my company, and we're just a little bit down in the dumps. We had a negative 3% growth last year. (laughs) They're going to four-day school weeks trying to save money in the school system. Mm. And, and we have a billion dollar budget deficit. And yeah. I just, and then I look at who's running for governor. And to me, it's just more of the same. It's just the career politicians running for their next election. I truly believe we're going to be in the same situation talking about the same issues eight years from now, if we keep electing the same guys. So I want to take off from my company, go serve my state, get us growing again. And so I'm just a, a huge growth guy and, and uh, I want to see us, you know, doing better.
0: Now Z, I noticed you got your your one light bulb out, you've got your waterboarding kit out. Look like you're going to interrogate the man here. What what are your next hard-hitting questions here for for Mr. Stitt?
2: Well, give me you kind of bullet point some stuff. I mean, I mean obviously you've been uh, thinking about this for a while and you obviously been deep diving into some of the problems that our state is encountering. You just mentioned a couple of them right there. So how uh, how are you gonna? What are some
1: answers? What do you what are you gonna do? So to to me, it's just leadership. I'm so much different than the career politicians in the race. I'm the only guy with the outside experience that's created 1,100 jobs, and so I'm going to bring the private uh, private experience that I've uh, created over the last 17 years. We have five pillars that we grow our company with, and okay. I think of. The same thing at the state level. You need a growth pillar, you need education, infrastructure, health, and efficiencies. We could talk about each one of those, and, and those never change. You always have to have an initiative on growth and, and education, but let's talk about education for a second. We are 49th in the nation in teacher pay. Oh, man.
2: We're moving up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying we're not
1: last that's right that's right this is encouraging and and you know but if i want to recruit their best jobs and i want the best companies moving here we've got to have the best schools and if i want the best schools i've got to pay competitive wages to the teachers and i kind of look at it like this if if i hired underwriters at my company and paid them ten thousand less than the market demanded yeah. i would get the worst underwriters eventually i'd have high delinquency eventually i'd go out of business so I look at stuff in kind of a six state footprint around Oklahoma, and we've got to pay what Kansas, Texas, Arkansas, kind of what the average is around Oklahoma.
2: And how much more is that than we're paying currently? Do you have you done the math on that?
1: Yeah. Now it, you got me just kind of curious. Yeah, it's about ten thousand. Oh,
2: okay. So the the analogy you used was was about ten thousand on there. Okay. Well, what's some other bullet point things? I mean, what where else are we missing the the ball? I mean, where else can we do better as a state?
1: You know. Uh, We have about a 22, we spend 22 billion in our state. Okay. So that's our budget. Okay. You only hear about six and a half billion. So that's the only thing that gets appropriated by the state legislatures. Uh, And so we have to figure out a way to give them more ability to control more of the budget instead of just this ear tag money, ear ear tag money that gets passed through. Uh, So we've got to give them more control over that. We need line item budgeting. We need performance audits in every single different agencies. I have fifteen different uh, cost centers at my company and and I, I could go through exactly how we do it, but when we build budgets for the following year, I break every budget every cost center down to a number and bigger budgets aren't always necessarily better outcomes, so we need to focus on efficiencies across all the different government agencies and as as a conservative, I need to get the government regulation more off of the out of the lives of uh of businesses and entrepreneurs and let them grow and let the free market uh uh, expand
0: now Z I've got I've got uh, you know I think a lot of people are listening to to today's show and they say, you know what I want to learn more about this guy. I want to do my research. So Kevin, I want to ask you what what's your website? How can people get a hold of you? And if somebody maybe wants to
1: get involved or hear you speak again yeah. or what, what, how do people get involved? Absolutely. So you can go to stitforgovernor.com. dot com. you can like us on Facebook at stitforgovernor. Governor and we've got an app. You can go download the app uh, from the App store and then it's got our schedule in there. Uh, It has uh, how to get involved. You can tell us if you want to be, we will help us work on policy because I think that we have smart people in our state like you two guys and your listeners and entrepreneurs. And I want to try to invite the private sector to come solve our problems, whether it's in the healthcare or it's, or it's in the growth column um, and, or it's in education I've been doing different policy deals. So I'm, I'm going to be kind of bringing a private sector approach And I think that's the way our forefathers intended it. They didn't want you to be a career politician. They wanted you to take off from your farm or business, temporarily go serve your state. That's the kind of governor I want to be. I want to be focused more on the next generation without regard to the next election.
0: Now, if, you're, if someone's listening here today and you're saying, man, I, just, I really want to know more about this guy. Again, he's giving you his website, but I'm going to ask some questions that I think that the every man wants to ask you right now. Okay. I think a lot of people say, you know what, government, they just waste so much money on A, B, C, and then we want to pay them more? See, this, and I see a lot of people who say, you know, I see the government wasting money on A, B, and C, these different areas, and then this guy's on the show wanting to talk about, uh, you know, maybe paying people more. So can you talk to me about maybe some things where you feel like government's spending too much money on? Because I, I totally hear your heart here. I just want to ask the rude question on behalf of the listener who's going: This guy wants to spend more money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal: we are losing the marketing battle. I talk to the 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 reason that the teacher pay to me. It's not necessarily more money. It's just market. So. Uh, I talk to CEOs everywhere and they're having trouble recruiting businesses. If we don't have the best schools here, wh- where do we where do we start, right? So the, the first thing a CEO uh, that's looking for uh, their family, they're they're Googling education and they're seeing that we're 49th in, in the nation and we've got to fix that. And to me, it's just kind of a simple deal. You look at uh, private sector stuff. If you want to hire the best people here, you've got to pay them competitive salaries. So uh, but are we, you know, we, there's a lot of reform. Yes. I mean, what drives me crazy when I look at uh, common ed, then we have career techs, then we have a higher education system. Nobody comprehensively is looking structurally at how we set that whole thing up. Nobody is a governor that's thinking about um, how we. The, what's best for all 4 million Oklahomans. Too often, it's, it's based on... Is that my time to shut up?
0: Well, no, but this, <laughs> That's our wind down for the next segment. T- it's it's no, my you're time good. to say this. If you are listening today and you are looking for maybe the next governor, you're trying to figure out who, who should I vote for, I would submit to you it's very hard to grow a successful business. And if somebody's done it, maybe they deserve at least consideration, especially on the Thrive Time Business Coach radio show. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business owner. I advise you to check out Mr. Stitt's website. Back to the
2: Business Coach radio show.
0: Oh, oh, man. oh man. I, don't, I don't know whether we could have made Eastland Mall successful. What happened to that thing? See, I mean, if you had to do a deep dive into what happened to Eastland Mall, do you have I mean, because I was I was too young to know why it wasn't working. I just noticed that when I went down to that Chick-fil-A, it was yeah. like uh, hey mom, let's go to Chick fil A. Just echo because there's no one else there.
2: No one else. I think they turned it in now to a business a business park, so it's kind of center. like a, a call center business and and uh, it's so it's successful in a different uh, chapter of its life. I guess you could say, right? Okay. I mean,
0: it's a all though? What happened to that
2: thing? Well, I think it, it um, bad placement. Perhaps and then number two, it, they didn't. I think get the big anchors that they needed. You got to get the big anchors. You got the big anchors, and they couldn't compete with the other malls. And maybe it was an extra mall too much. At I think the time. you're.
0: I think you're to blame. I think a lot of people were going to Dr. Zellner and Associates over there by the mall at 65th Memorial. To go over there to get themselves some stylish pair of glasses. I pulled everybody to Woodland Hills Mall. There's thousands of people being pulled. Woodland Hills Mall benefited riding your coattails in the wake of your marketing glory. Oh, we've we've got an hour to wait for our glasses. Where do we go? Well, let's go to the mall. You killed Eastland Mall. I I probably did. Okay. So now we're talking today about effective time management, the art of getting things done. And move number two is you have to purposefully decide on what you're going to say no to. And I want to ask you, on a, on a daily basis, what are some things that you just say no to on principle, almost all the time without even thinking about it? It's now your
2: new automatic. You're just constantly saying no to it. Well, you know, I've had my cell phone number. I'm old enough, Clay, that I remember back in the day. Back in the day. Your cell phone was kind of like a personal number. Yeah, you never gave it out. I mean, it was like, you know, that's my private number. Yeah, you don't know coming. I mean, way. you know, you know, you just didn't automatically reach out to people on their cell phone. Well, this is how you would say, you'd say, girl, i tell you what, I'll
0: give you my cell phone. My and digits. she would say, really? My, and you, or you'd say, girl, <laughs> can I get your cell phone? And she'd say, yeah, but don't call it unless it's at night because I got, you know, 300 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that,
2: that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, not really. Uh, but, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that if, if someone calls me and their name isn't programmed in my phone. Yes. In other words, I really don't know that person. Then I don't answer. I say no to the call. And, I say and, no, and not only That's that, an easy but no, you actually—if
0: no. somebody does call you, I'm just giving an example. If somebody does call you, and somehow you called them, and you know that you never want to speak to them again, you won't enter them in as a contact. Therefore, if they call again, you won't
2: get the phone. Bingo. It's, <laughs> or, or you put all there. You put a Billy. Do not answer. You know, right? You program an answer. You're like, you oh, do okay. it. You're so good at this.
0: You're the well, that's, master.
2: That's an easy one. You're actually not. You're saying no, but you're really not saying no. Now the hard one is is that whenever you start to get busy, yeah, and before you would say yes to everything, right? Absolutely, you're a yes man. Yes, <laughs> because you know, you want to be liked, and you want to do things, and you want to help people, and yeah. you want to do all those things, and then pretty soon you're kind of like, hey man, can um, can I pick your ear? Can I uh, can I have a some some time? And that's what people want more than anything. They want that time, and so. If you say to yourself, "We're all about time management today," and part of it is if you want more time, then you you have to then take control of what you're doing in that time and say no. You know, people want to have a meeting with you. Oh yeah. How, how many how many times you get asked in a day, Clay, uh, or how many times back in the day were you asked, "Hey, man, can I have uh, some of your time?"
0: Well, I, think, I think right now there's probably three to five people a day that will email of some kind saying, hey, can I pick your brain? And I, I, and that's why we started Thrive was to help right. entrepreneurs who uh, wanted to grow a business and give them specific training but in a scalable way because... For you, it's probably a magnitude of 10 times that. But for me, I get probably, you know, five to 10 people a day, it seems like they'll email in going, hey, I want to pick your brain, or they'll shoot me a LinkedIn message, or they'll say, hey, I hear you guys are offing at the Riverwalk. You know, I wanted to see if you wanted to network, or there's just a lot of that kind of stuff, you know? And, and um, the reality is, is that I, would ha- I have the I have a maturity now of thought to realize that if I'm going to say yes to the networking, I have to tell my wife I'm not going to be home on time. Or I have to tell my kids I can't be at the thing. Or there's some trade-off that has to happen if I am to say yes. And so for a long time, I would say yes, and then I would end up not being available for family time. And I wasn't able to emotionally or mentally make that understanding that saying yes to something requires you to say no to something else.
2: You're right. And that's one of the, one of the questions that actually that I get brought up a lot. Young entrepreneurs or people that are young in, in business come to me and they say, man, how do you know how to balance that that you know, how do you know when to start saying no? Right. How do you know? How do you know to be home more? To be, you know, because uh, most people that start a business love what they're doing. They love it. They're into it. They, they love it. They're it, feeling it. It, <laughs> it fires them up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, woo, <laughs> Dopamine going in the brain. Yeah. I'm, I'm training love this. dogs. I love,
0: I'm I love, dogs.
2: I love making widgets. <laughs> I'm <a fitness laughs> I love baking expert. cookies. You know, oh, whatever they're doing. Yeah, cutting hair. Ah, cutting hair. Ah, it's the
0: best. Ah, well, cut it now.
2: And so then all of a sudden they look up and the day's gone and they've had a great day and they've they've connected and they they've had a. super Per day, then all of a sudden they get home and they've got a please, please. and their spouse is looking at them with that look like, uh, "Really, uh, baby, baby, please let me leave and go cut some more hair, please, really? just really? one more, just one more, mop. R- really? I want to cut one more mop, really? You're 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 home at this time, and so what I tell them is this: is that your spouse and your family, i.e., children, ah. if you're blessed enough to have them, um, will let you no. know when you're would they, they need more more time with you? Psh, psh, psh. They'll be psh. like, um, okay. I can, stay, I can stay out in the doghouse, or maybe I cannot not cut two people's hairs today. When well, you
0: realize that the conversations you have with dogs aren't as stimulating as that with uh, humans, and you realize the time. To, it's time maybe to make some changes.
2: Yeah, no, but the dogs, the dogs never, <laughs> <laughs> I mean.
0: <laughs> now, move number three, don't allow your smartphone to make you dumb. Don't allow your smartphone to make you dumb. Now, here's a notable quotable from Psychology Today. I love this. I love this article called Is Your Smartphone Making You Dumb? It says, Nowhere are the perils of technology more commonly overlooked than in the workplace. As I explain in a new book on the emerging science of workplace excellence to perform at our best – We require distraction-free periods, I repeat, distraction-free periods in which we can leverage our full uninterrupted attention. For many of us, these conditions are surprisingly difficult to come by, in part because of how we allow technology to interfere with our work. Consider what happens when a new message arrives in your inbox. Unless you've changed the default settings on your email, you are now treated to a pop-up message. The sound of a bell. Ding. The Ding. counter of a signal. All of a sudden, you get these unread messages. Each time this happens, your brain is forced to make a series of decisions. Should I check my Facebook status? Should I read the email? Should I boop, boop, boop? And then you see the, the point of the article is you end up having the, the cognitive uh, decision, the critical thinking process, the, the, the critical thinking capacity of a third grader Is what your mind, you literally, and there's studies that show this, your mind now begins to process the world on the same level as a third grader when you're interrupted, on average, over 70 times a day.
2: 70. That's crazy. That's why you have to, one, get out your phone and turn off all push notifications. Turn off those notifications. Turn off every push notification. So, therefore, the only things that will ding on your phone as a text message or a phone call.
0: But I want to know if someone sends me a Dead message. It matters.
2: No, it does not. And then what you can do is set aside some time in the day to check all your emails, to check all your social media stuff that you want to do. Mm. But you're going to have to give something up. You know, Clay, I, I researched the other day, and we've talked about this several times on the show, and that is the average American. Average American. American. Yep. I'm talking American. Is watching five hours of TV a day? That is
0: true. That is true. It's 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 sad. It's true. And Z, I want to give you an example of what happens if you're watching five hours of TV a day, or if you're okay. if you're letting social media impact you. So let me just pull it up real quick here. Here we are today, so far on Facebook, and I'm just looking through the first the first little thing. I got to turn it off in just a second. I have I'm counting twelve, and I got to scroll down. I've got about forty five unresponded to messages since this morning. And then on Messenger, it just will not stop. I mean, I don't even want to count the numbers up here. It's awful, Z, and you could just lose your mind. I mean, you could just, you're not paying attention. You're physically present, but you're mentally not. You end up becoming like an emotionally uh, absent, mentally not present, physically present person. It's just terrible what will happen if you keep those notifications on. It's a bad thing.
2: It's a bad thing, and i tell you what, society is changing in that. I, I was walking in a big city the other day. It was amazing how many people almost had, like, tripped and fell because everybody has their, their head cocked at about a 45-degree angle looking at their phone while they're walking. What? And whether they're even what? walking. I call it monkey brain. Mon- Mon- huh? I, there's uh-huh. a, there
0: was a lady the other day who was uh, trying to check out in the line before in front of me at Sprouts who was on her phone trying to, I don't know, text, update social media, do an email or something. With, with one headphone in while trying to check out. Yeah. And it literally got to the point where I did not say something, but I almost did. There was what like, were you going to say? Well, I was just like, hey, could you, could you focus and Hustle just up check out Because yeah. she was sp- – I mean, I'm not kidding. It was like the lady said, so do you want to pay credit card or, or whatever? She was credit card or, or – you know, Debit or what? cash. Yeah, because she wasn't cash. paying. Yeah. She's like, okay, do you want to pay credit card or debit card? And she's like, oh, what? Just, you know, credit card or debit card or – Oh, um, yeah, um, and then she got another notification and she looks down. There's a big line behind her. That's because I mean, those lines go fast and it just oh, yeah. she wasn't mentally present. I'm sure she's a smart person, but she frankly her mind was not present on the tasks she was doing. Now we come back. We're going to talk about move number 4, which is quit sort of participating in a bunch of things and fully participate in fewer things. See, fully participate in fewer things you want to fully what? participate in fewer things as opposed to just kind of sort of participating in a what does bunch of things mean? what does it mean to be all in into something what does it mean I, to be committed I, so, I don't i don't know that's just crazy talk
2: now you're talking crazy talk
0: but z would be so much more fun to have as many memberships as possible to as many things as possible and to be half into everything Oh yeah, that way you can spread yourself around and get it all done. Spread yourself around to be known as the guy who doesn't show up and forgets critical meetings. My name is Clay Clark. <laughs> You're listening to The Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach. Stay tuned.